Good morning. I'm Peter Inch along with Steve Gilbert. We are the co-hosts of the Inch by Inch, the Home Comfort Show, presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. We thank you for listening today. Hope you'll be able to listen every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 as we provide you, our listeners, with some information about your heating, air conditioning, and maybe a little bit about curling. But most important, we'd love to answer your questions, so please send those in to Inch by Inch at peterinch.ca and we will answer those on our next Saturday show. How's Mr. Gilbert today? I'm great, thank you. Uh, We were at the St. Thomas Home Builders Home Show uh, last week, week ago today. Yes, we were. It was, uh, we were donning our pink vests, so um, we looked good. And uh, saw a few people came by. Yeah, saw a few people, yep. Now somebody threw my note up. I had a note to do a shout-out. I think it was Harry, <laughs> but I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget it, and when everything came back from the home show, I looked through the pad of paper, and, you lost your note. and it's not there. So, I know he cuts grass at a cemetery on Saturday morning, and he puts the headset on, and he listens to us. So, shout-out. And then, remember, but he said that was the only station he could pick up. <laughs> well, that's good. That's, we don't want any competition, you know. Okay. We want to, but uh, thanks for stopping by the booth, saying hello. It was nice nice to yes. talk to you. Yeah. And we had a, a friend next door in our booth beside us. Yes, uh, Brett Carr from Silverthorne Landscape Supplies, uh, just outside of St. Thomas on the, east, on the east end on number three. Um, he was our neighbor, great neighbor. And then we also had um, Jesse across from us who uh, sheds 81 out of Park Hill. Yep. So, yep, they're both great neighbors. So we had lots of fun uh, keeping us entertained. And we got to bring uh, Silverthorne's going to come on the show to talk about mulch around an air conditioner. Oh. <laughs> yes, because apparently, you know, that can cause problems, yeah. right? Yeah, so we... And, you know, he's going to talk about what you shouldn't do when you put mulch down and, and so forth. So we'll have to get him. It's got to be a rainy day for him to be able to come and come on the show and talk to us. But uh, oh, so, so he's dictating the he's dictating the the guidelines for what he's coming on the radio program. Well, just be he hasn't asked for any money, Steve. So we should be thankful that he's not asking for an appearance fee or anything. Oh, OK. But uh, we should do that. Uh, 608 people following us on Facebook. Nice, good. We moved up six, so that's good. We're on our way. We're on the move. And what is my new name? Your new name, okay. Sir Peter. No, no, we're not even even going there. So from this show on, you address me as Sir Peter. I am not (laughs) addressing, if you expect me to address you as Sir Peter... This seat's going to be empty. So you're going to have to find somebody else to fill the seat. <laughs> well, you better tell the story because people are going to kind of wonder. But yeah. Well, like I came home the Thursday before the home show, so that'd be a week and a little bit ago. And there was an envelope in the mailbox from uh, Karen Vecchio's office, and so my first thought was, okay, is this asking for a donation, you know, to the party, or what is this? And then I opened it up and was surprised that I have been uh, award recipient of the Diamond Jubilee from Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II 
for a Platinum Jubilee Award. So I see. for volunteerism. And did, uh, did, did Liz actually sign the document? No, Karen did. Oh, Karen did. And uh, there's 70 to celebrate her 70 years on the throne that were picked in the Elgin, Middlesex, London uh, area. I see. And on June the 25th, I think it is a Friday, um, I will receive that medal, and I'll, I'll wear it on the show every time, Steve, so you don't forget to call me Sir I'm Peter. I'm not calling that. you Sir. I mean, we already had to have Hatherill Construction come in and widen all the doors <laughs> yeah. just so you can get in and out of this place. Well, they were calling me Sir Peter at the home show. You know. no, who's they? <laughs> Two people. <laughs> <laughs> do, do any of your partners call you Sir Peter? No. Okay. Hmm. Uh, but and Joe Preston at the home show congratulated me. Did he call you Sir by. Peter? No, no Joe didn't call you Sir Peter. <laughs> no, no. And um, Karen, did Karen call you Sir Peter? Now I had a problem. Herbie, we know him as Herbie, Jim Herbert. Yes, uh, but he's on council now. So I, I go, I don't know if I can call you Herbie anymore, Jim. But uh, but wow. he uh, also was there and congratulated. So it was nice. It was a very nice surprise. You know, it's really, there's thousands of volunteers that I should thank. It's a very nice gesture. Because yes. uh, they, you know, were there for all the curling events. And, and yeah. you know, the the curling club, the St. Thomas Executive Association, there's a lot of volunteering that's happened over the years. And yeah, it's it been great. Nice to be, be honored. Yes. And I get to bring one person. It's oh, not you, Steve. I, well, I didn't think I didn't <laughs> think it was going to be me because I'm not I'm not going to call you sir. But um, you know, I, who are you who are you going to take? Well, we had it out at the home show. My daughter happened to show up, and my son was working with at the show. And I said, "Okay, you two get over here, and you two got to hash it out which one's coming and which and, one isn't." So, and so, what was the decision? Uh, Brandon was going to come. Brandon's coming. Okay. So, now, I asked for a second one if I could, but it will only be if somebody else doesn't show. Well, that's, the, that's last minute, so how does... Yeah. Uh, we'll twist her arm. <laughs> she, so, but it will be fun. So we'll have a, Good. I'll well, bring the medal. I'll show it on the radio. Congratulations, so see Peter. It. Congratulations. So, yes. Sir, That's Peter. the most heartfelt you're going to get from me today. Congratulations, Peter. Sir, Peter. <laughs> It's a good thing people can distinguish our voices, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so we have a couple questions here. Super. Um, that came in over because last week we were so busy we didn't get a chance to tape, so they had to play a repeat. Um, but uh, it says, uh, does adjusting the thermostat up or down really save money on energy bills? Um, so that's a really great question. There, There is some... Research which shows that if you have a, if you if you adjust the thermostat a few degrees, uh, it can it can save you some some money on your energy bill. Not so much in the summertime, but in the wintertime certainly. Some people though might go too far. So I mean, if if especially if you're in Celsius, if you if you move it from let's say like at 22 and you move it down to like 17 or 16 at night, that's almost going too deep because your furnace is actually going to have to make up a lot of effort to try to get it back. So there may not be as much savings then, if any. Uh, and, and also in the summertime, we don't recommend you touching, you know, messing with your thermostat at all. Uh, set cooling, it's, it's more than just temperature for air conditioning, it's humidity as well. So when you adjust temperature uh, in the summertime, 
uh, you're you're also playing with humidity content and an air conditioner has to work so much harder to get rid of the moisture than it does just to cool the air so keep that in mind um, you won't like my answer to this but you know if if you have it set for 22 22 and you know it's going down to 17 overnight then you don't have to adjust the thermostat just open your window if you want cooler air in the house and I know you're gonna frown at me for saying that because allergy seasons here if you are very allergic then I don't recommend you opening your windows to cool your home down but that is an option for people as well uh, just you know opening windows doesn't when when it's cool at night doesn't affect humidity levels it's just when it gets hot and the air gets very humid that's when you really kind of need to button down and and not not open any windows now have you not noticed that yellow dusting all over everything i live in st thomas yeah there's yellow dusting there not too. in st thomas it covers cars it covers patio you know uh, tables that's called pollen yeah not in st thomas and when you open your <laughs> windows the pollen comes through do you know that all the pollen from st thomas actually blows into london that's it's just well, a, it's a theory byron probably just over to <laughs> just byron. just in actually 388 byron just right in that neighborhood right there yeah, yeah i'm feeling it <laughs> so you're listening to the inch by inch to home comfort show presented by peter inch and associates heating and air conditioning uh when we're not on the radio you can reach us at 226-499-3752 or always online at peterinch.ca and we will be right back. Well, welcome back to the Inch by Inch the Home Comfort Show presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning on the beautiful Saturday morning of June 11th. Remember to put that in, Steve? Yep, get that date right. Gotta make sure... Uh, another question that came in says, why couldn't I do maintenance myself? On what? Well, I'd you say an air conditioner or furnace and, you know, it's, I'll put it to you this way. Why can't I do heart surgery on myself? <laughs> well, you could. Your success rate's going to be very low. Um, it's, it's a, I mean, if you're not a technician, then you don't really know what you're doing i mean you can be handy you could even try youtube uh but you know if you don't put something back properly or it's not quite aligned the way it should be that can cause a big problem especially if you're trying to you know put a flame sensor back in or an igniter back into a furnace and you don't put it in the exactly right spot or maybe you overturn it maybe you maybe you maybe you do something and you you crack the surface igniter you know so um those are expensive pieces uh and so and nowadays one at one point in time we'd sell you an igniter over the counter we can't do that anymore so you're not going to get the part if after you break it to put it back in again so you're just going to have to pay somebody so why would you just why would you have a professional come and just look after your equipment because uh, you know they're trained i mean if we break a part accidentally taken out of a furnace it's on us to replace it because it we broke it so just keep that in mind um, better to have a trained professional doing the work it'll take them less time less headaches uh, you won't get frustrated and um, it'll keep your equipment running properly and you'll have no mishaps and and YouTube will show you normally if everything's working right here's the readings you should get it doesn't tell you if you don't get those readings 
well, is it okay to leave it? Should I replace it? You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not perfect or not perfect. There's ranges that everything can fit in, depending again, you know, how dirty is the coil, how how uh, what's the temperature inside the house, what's the temperature outside the house, um, and you know, our guys go to school for a long period of time to get those licenses to be able to work on this. Yep. It isn't like we can go to the corner store and buy a license and we're set up ready to go. Right. There is a lot of time and energy put in to learn their craft before. And, you know, most of our guys got 10 years Mm -hmm. or more that they've been working and seeing things over that time doing thousands or tens of thousands of service calls. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, it's something that I will never recommend. Well, not only that, I mean, really... You're allowed. To, you are allowed to do anything you want in your own home. So you can you can you can alter or you can install or repair a gas appliance. But legally, you can't turn it on until a gas technician looks at it and signs off on it. So you're going to have to pay to have that tech come in, anyways. And you know, it, the worst thing that can happen is you make a mistake and and something bad happens then and then then your insurance company may not cover anything. So now you have a complete loss, and that's not going to be a good situation for you. Well, it's just, uh, you know, and the, um, you know, washing it down with a garden hose isn't a maintenance, but it helps. Yes. But, you know, to do a maintenance, it's really tearing it apart, like we showed on our Facebook page of taking those decorative grills off and seeing how dirty it yep. is behind it. So. Now, this one kind of ties into it, too. It says, how do I know if my HVAC, what's HVAC stand for? Heating, ventilation, air conditioning. Uh, system is operating safely. Well, the only way to know is to have a technician come in and, and you know, do a checkup on your equipment. So much like you go into your doctor and he does a checkup on you, you know, you, you may give blood and everything. They go through the, the equipment with a fine-tooth comb, so... They're checking uh, readings on their on their amp meters, making sure everything's working within tolerances. They're checking airflow, checking temperature rise, superheat, uh, gas pressures, refrigeration pressures. All that gets checked, and uh, not something that you do, nor do you have the tools to do those things. So, uh, after we do a full diagnosis of your system, we would tell you we do we do a lot like the automotive industry. We we get you know, this is all green. This is something that you need to think about doing. This is some caution over the next year, probably. And red is you need to get it done right away. And it's it's like the doctor when you would, you know you say I don't want to go to the doctor. He's you know can tell me something's wrong, so I'm not going to go to the doctor. And the same thing, I'm not going to get that stuff looked at. They'll tell me there's something wrong. And the longer you wait, usually the bigger the repair bill will. Well, yeah, be. the the more that goes wrong with it. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, don't hide, have it take, get it looked at, get it checked over. Get it done. Make sure it's safe. Now, we talk a lot about SEER. SEER. S-E-E-R. Yep. Which is? Seasonal Energy Efficiency Ratio. And why should I even care about SEER? Well, you shouldn't. <laughs> uh, it's it's It's... It's, a, it's one of those acronyms, which means a whole lot to the people in the uh, HVAC business, but not many people understand it. So I just refer to it as miles per gallon. So 
in your car or kilometers per liter. So SEER is just a, a way of measuring how efficient an air conditioner is. So the numbers go from zero to about 30 these days. And so uh, the higher the SEER number, the, the less electricity that unit uses when it operates. So Canada has a minimum. So in Canada, you can't put anything less than 13 SEER into your home. That's, it's mandated. So, and that changes every now and then. Every, every so often, they'll raise that number. So it was, I don't, it must have been about seven or eight years ago, it was 10 was the minimum, and then they made a huge jump but to 13. So that will happen again as, as we're becoming more energy conscious, so they'll move that number up. But keep in mind that uh, as that number travels up, you just use less electricity. Also, air conditioners are kind of funny that way. The, the way they manufacture, the higher that SEER number, probably the nicer the machine as well, and um, the quieter it will be. But it also might start getting big too. So high SEER air conditioners sometimes can be quite large. So uh, they can have a, a very large physical presence. So uh, we go over all that with you in your home when we're doing an assessment. We explain all those things and we'll, we can we can give you some idea what your old air conditioner is versus what a new one will be. And, and you know, I used to use the $20 bill. I'd say, okay, if you put $20 of electricity in, you get $13 of cooling out. But now that they've gone past that, I can't use a $20 bill. I got to use a $50 bill. Well, what I, how I explain to people is simply if that, your old air conditioner, it's running for one day, it will power a new one for three. So, and they kind of understand that. So that's what season energy of seasonal energy seasonal. efficiency ratio. You tell me I said it wrong. Yep, okay. <laughs> Sir <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Only been in this industry for forty-four years, Steve. <laughs> Those darn acronyms. Yeah, that's right. There's a lot of them. Um, and I had your your brother uh, text me last night on an acronym. Did he? Yes. What was that? H Sir S Peter? HSPF. HSPF. And what's that one? That, that is the... Heat pump? Yeah, heat pump. Uh, it's the... Let me just get it right because I don't... Season performance. A factor. That, yeah. See, look at that. I pulled off the top of my head. I had it. Yeah, because he was asking what the heat pumps we're using these days, what their HSPF ratings were, and... Um, I, I told him what they were, but and then did you tell him we don't have a, a family and friends discount at Peter Inch and Associates anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Heating season performance factor, yes. So that's the way they rate heat pumps. So then he was asking me uh, what the ratio was to that, and I said I don't know. I have to. I'm just going to have to check on that for him. So, so when I was trying to get a hold of him and he wasn't responding to me, he was talking to you. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. I can see where I fit in this scale. Sir Peter. Sir Peter, yeah. <laughs> well, when we're not on the air, uh, you can give us a call at 226-499-3752 or always online at peterinch.ca, and we will be right back. Welcome back to the Inch by Inch, the home comfort show presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. Uh there, we should mention there's a few more of the uh, Peter Inch Associates golf balls for half-price maintenance. 
Stewed. Iron Creek. Iron Creek, yes. So I, yeah. there's probably five. I lost two, but Philip Bell lost three. So there's five spread. Now two are really deep in the woods. <laughs> Those are my two. Oh. The guys even with me kept saying, well, that's nobody's ever going to find that ball. But they kept trying to take mine off the fairway. Oh, did they? Yeah. I'd say, where's my ball? I don't, I don't know. Must have lost it. Yeah. It's not, you got to find it in the rough or in the... You can't blame those guys for trying, right? No, they were. They tried all 18 holes. <laughs> hey, but I kept going, give me my ball back. I gave all mine away. Did you? Yeah, to what? people that play golf. Because you thought you're never going to lose one? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always lose... One or two balls every round, so Do I figured okay. they'll be. But you know, we're still waiting for the first one to walk through the door and yeah, return the ball. That'll be kind of a photo moment on Facebook. Yep. Yep. Yeah, when yep. that ball comes back, that's for sure. Yeah. Now another question that came in says, "If I replace my outdoor unit, so what do they mean by an outdoor unit? The outdoor condensing units. That's the big thing outside that makes the noise with the fan on it. The air conditioner. Air conditioner. Yep. Do I need to replace my furnace? Uh, no, you don't. I mean, sometimes people replace their furnace first and then and then change their air conditioner later because one's still working really well. Uh, so it it we assess that when we go in. Now, if you've got an 18 year old air conditioner and you've got an 18 year old furnace, we're probably going to have a conversation that's probably best to try to do both at the same time. And there's a bunch of reasons for that. One is uh, there's some cost savings behind it. But more so, it's about efficiencies. So when we do uh, full system changeouts, we, we like to use things called cased coils. And cased coils are, um, that's the inside part of the air conditioner. And they're designed to sit on the furnace perfectly. So they're engineered to have maximum airflow through them. So there's no man-made mistakes. They're, max, they're maximized to have the proper slope. Uh, so really, when you put a case coil on a furnace, you know you've got things the way the manufacturer wanted them perfectly. Otherwise, we would go in and we would just put an uncased coil in and we would we would install it as we do all the time uh, for air conditioners. It doesn't mean that it doesn't do a great job, but just when you're doing a furnace with a case coil, it just it looks better and you know you've maximized your efficiencies. And normally, the furnace could be as old as the air conditioner? Yeah, that's what I said, yeah. yeah. Did you say it? I didn't hear I that. I did. That's what I said. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> that's, why you, that's when I would talk to you about doing both, yeah. 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 But, but, I mean, if let's say you've got an 18-year-old air conditioner and it's on a 7-year-old furnace, then you're probably going to keep your furnace, unless, unless it's a furnace which has really been giving you a hard time and you're just waiting for an excuse to get rid of it. But we do, all, we do consultations for you and all that stuff, so... I mean, we ask a lot of questions because we want to make sure that whatever we um, recommend for you is what you need. Now, when people talk about zoning a home, right? what do they mean by zoning? Uh, zoning is, um, let's say you've got a couple of different parts in a house. I have a customer now who has uh, a new addition or like a new part of the house on an old farmhouse. So... Uh, the new part of the house heats up pretty quickly and that's where the thermostat is but the old part of the house i mean is always cold too cold in the winter or too hot in the summer and that's because the, where the thermostat sits and the efficiency of the new house 
can't compete with what's going on in the old part of the house. So the best way to deal with that is to zone it. So the furnace and air conditioner are sized correctly for the entire home. So we're just going to make it so that if the old part of the house, which is going to want more heating and more cooling, more than the new part of the house does, it's going to run independently. So that furnace is just going to, whenever the old part of the house wants something, it's just going to deliver that to it. And if the new part of the house wants something, the old part of the house doesn't, it'll deliver to the new. Or if they both want it at the same time, it will do, do that as well. And does, and you can zone, like whether the house was previously built or brand new, it can be zoned? Anything can be zoned as long as we have access to the ductwork. So if you've got a finished ceiling in the basement and your ductwork's all hidden, um, you're taking all that down in order for us to access the ductwork. And you should leave what I call access panels where these zonings are put in so that if down the road something goes wrong, yeah. you take that panel down, not take the ceiling. Yes, down exactly. So if you've, if you've got a zoning system in place, you're going to want not necessarily to drywall that ceiling. Um, or if you do, then you're going to have access panels where every one of those electronic dampers is in place. Because that's all it is. It's just electronic damper on your, on your system with a control panel. Uh, which which will open and close as it needs to. Now we are we have some new marketing going on at a uh, place in St. Thomas where you get fries. Oh yes, yeah. yes. So the sign has arrived. The sign has arrived. So have you had their fries? No, I haven't. Oh you, my! You goodness. know why I haven't had their fries? Why? Because our sign's not there. When our sign's there, <laughs> then I will stop and have some fries. Well, let me tell you, I mean, I it's a good thing I don't work at Berry Hill in St. Thomas because I would just be over there eating fries all day. Yeah. 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 So what's it called? Do you even know the name of it or you just go there? I just go there. I but just it's right it beside is. Berry Hill. Right just south, the building right beside Berry Hill. Across yes. from Gordon Rupp Pumps yes. on Fairview, would that be? Uh... I know it's Fairview when you go across yeah, Tall. I don't, I don't know if it's Burwell. Burwell. No, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I yeah. just your just truck just automatically goes there. Car, my car. Car. Yeah, oh. it does actually. Yes, I mean it's, it's wrapped. Are, it's a truck now. Yes, it's a great. <laughs> it's a great fry place. Yeah. yeah. So. And their sausages are quite good too. Footlongs. They have footlongs. I don't. I sorry. I didn't see that on the menu. <sighs> But it doesn't mean that they don't have them. It's just I don't necessarily look for a foot long. Okay, well, I need you next time you're there. I need well, you I to thought you're going to go and see the sign and have the fries. Well, well but see, it's going to be a, it's going to, I got to choose to go to Mackey's and then get a Shaw's ice cream on the way back oh. or go there and then drive to Shaw's. So, you know, I got to know they got foot longs before I make that. Well, they don't have foot longs at Mackey's. No, but then I get a hamburger <laughs> at Mackey's. Well, you can get a hamburger at this place. Well, but I like footlongs. Like, you know, dandy. Oh, my we goodness. We used to go to dandy. You're, so. you're not making any sense to me. <laughs> I got it. I can't mix my, you know, food. Oh, groups. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sorry. Right. <laughs> can't mix yes. my hamburgers and hot dogs. They got to be separated. Okay. So. You need to step out. Yeah, dandies. It's got great footlongs. Now that we li now that our office is on the other side of the city, I don't get to go to dandies as much as I used to. So. That's, a, that's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. But I think don't we need gravel? I think I, mean, I think we need gravel. I can head down there around lunchtime. Oh, you can pick up pick some up gravel, the gravel and then stop, stop at dandies, dandies yeah. on my way back. So, 
It's a dandy day. Yep. So, question, you know, and this may talk about my, why I had trouble putting my vest on at the home show. Why are my ducks making a popping sound when the furnace starts and stops? Uh, well, we called, <laughs> what's that got to do with your vest? Well, I was popping buttons <laughs> off my vest, so. Um, duck work. So your, your duck work is a closed system and it works by pressurizing. So sometimes, uh, duck work will, we call it oil canning. So it just expands when, when the furnace, the heat turn on, and then it will contract after it, after the furnace system shuts down. So, uh, sometimes like this will happen all the time if it's going to happen and then really it's important to trade we can isolate it and once we isolate it we can strengthen it so it doesn't do that anymore but uh, it, it can be it can be pretty um, frustrating because it, it will do it all the time uh, sometimes more in the heating season I think than in the cooling season but sometimes air conditioning because we we push air through the ductwork at a higher rate of speed with cooling so but it's called oil canning and it can't be fixed uh, but there again, if we can't access the ductwork, then we're not going to be able to touch it. Okay. Well, you're listening to the Inch by Inch, the Home Comfort Show, presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. When we're not on the radio, you can reach us at 226-499-3752 or always online at peterinch.ca, and we will be right back. Welcome back to the Inch by Inch, the Home Comfort Show, presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning on this beautiful June 11th, Saturday. Uh, we're going to get right back into the questions so that you don't make any more fun about the popping buttons on my vest. I didn't make any fun. Um, and this is important to me, and you kind of joke about it, but it is really important to me. Uh -oh. It says, what can I do about the indoor air quality we have allergies and are skeptic if it would help. I would suggest you move in with Peter. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have a very good indoor air quality. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you, you really need to treat your, I mean, you still have to step outside, whatever, but you need to treat your home as, your, as an oasis uh, if you're an allergy sufferer. So you need to do things to help uh, alleviate any airborne pollutants that you're uh, sensitive to uh, and there are ways to do that so depending on what it is that you suffer from um, we can certainly look after it so we can filter the air to get rid, rid of all the allergens uh, we can purify air using ultraviolet um, when we clean air we can clean it with either just a standard filter or, or we can put in really HEPA or high efficiency particulate arrestance systems which will clean it down to nothing um, they're very good ultraviolet systems to purify air to take rid of any you know unwanted formaldehydes or as if you have sensitivities to some of the off-gassing that's made by products these days we can deal with that um, we can ventilate it we can bring air in from outside and then filter it before we deliver it back into you into your home so that it doesn't contain any of those uh, airborne sensitivities uh, those airborne particulates as well so we can we can deal with all that and then I mean if your home is 
too too moist in the in the summertime and your air conditioner is working hard but still can't deal with the moisture we have we have whole home uh, dehumidification systems to kind of help with damp areas as well so we really can specialize in a lot of areas and and make your home uh, really an oasis so that you know when you go in there your body just can recharge and you just feel better so in my home I have HRV for ventilation for fresh air I have a air filter for for particulate for the pollens and anything uh, pollens and and allergens and then I have an APCO UV light air purifier which which cleans the air Uh, it's like uh, so it it sterilizes and removes odors yeah and then in the winter i have a humidifier to put humidity in right because your your hrv is drying the house out so now we need to add moisture to get it back into balance and i have a maintenance done every year right and i get my ducks cleaned probably every three years because of the dog right because you've got a great pyrenees who just sheds at 24 24 7 365 yes and with that, I can breathe. Yes. But like when I'm going to go golfing, I got to take a couple puffs of my puffer to deal with my, you know, looking for the ball and trying to breathe at how hard I'm well, hitting it. Well, if you it, didn't so. hit it into the trees, you wouldn't have so much pollen around you. <laughs> That's right. That's why I don't go get it when it goes into the tree. Just leave it alone. I don't need any ticks or anything like that. It's true. So you just leave it. But... It's, it, it is really important allergies. People who have, have allergies, uh, and it changes over your lifetime. You may have, you know, you could not have very bad allergies, and then as you get older, they get bad. Or you could have them bad, and when you get older, they aren't as bad. And it, it varies, I have found out, in my age. Ah, okay. So, now, another question that came in says, how do I find out if my unit is under warranty? Well, um, we can typically find that out for you. Um, there are certainly, if you called us out, we would look at it and we could, what we do is we check them all in the serial number and then uh, depending on the manufacturer, we can call them in and, and ask them to check it. So we can simply just, uh, if it's a Lennox unit, we just call Lennox and just ask them, is this part under warranty? They would look it up on their system and say yes or no. Um, if it's carrier, um, because we're carrier dealers, we just have a, an app on our phone. I can scan the code and I can look to see the warranty right then and there on my app. So really, manufacturers are the only people who can tell you if it's under warranty yep. because they're going to have to cover the bit. Now they only cover parts. Right. They don't cover they labor. They don't cover labor. But also, so keep in mind too that if your installing contractor did not register your warranty, you're only going to get the minimum warranty. So. Uh, we register everything here when it's after we install it. So we register your product to the manufacturer, so you're going to get the maximum warranty. Um, a lot of people don't understand that. Uh, they just assume that their company has done that for them until it comes time when something goes wrong. And then when they, when they think that they've got a 10-year parts warranty, they find out in year six that they only had a five-year, and then they get pretty upset about that. Yeah. Exactly. Now, if they only got that and they want to buy those like extended warranties, is that worth it? Should they do that? I, it I, it just depends. Like if you're one of those, if if you're people who likes extended warranties, then if if you feel better about it, I really it's like insurance. I really can't answer that question. Um, 
I myself don't buy extended warranties, um, except for maybe an iPad because that one's just too good to be true, right? You, you pay for it. If you ever drop it, they replace the whole thing. Anyway, but it really depends. It depends on the cost, and it depends uh, on the product that you're that you're looking at. Um, another question that came in, and I think we had this before, but and I think we're going to have it a lot of times. It says, "Why should I replace my R22?" air conditioner with the new one now what is r22 r22 is a is a chlorine based refrigerant uh that we refer to as freon um and it's what was responsible for punching holes in our ozone layer uh, it has been regulated for many 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 years now um and it's been on phase out for many 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 years now and it finally has reached phase out so uh you you can't you can't put R22 back into a machine, so uh, it's time. If you have, if you've got a, if you've got a R22 air conditioner, it's and something goes wrong with it, it's time. Just time to change. And and so a major repair: coil leak, compressor. Yes. New unit. What if a contactor's gone or a capacitor? Well, I guess it depends how much money you're, you got. You, you're willing to keep putting into it, right? So, if it's costing you, if if it's cost you like a hundred bucks every every single year, or took a couple hundred bucks every single year, then it adds up. So, um, just on efficiencies alone, uh, your your new air conditioner is going to outperform that R22 unit. Now, we've talked a lot about heating and air, but we haven't talked about curling. What it's well, it's it's okay. summer. Well, hey, curling doesn't stop. TSN, <laughs> yeah, is, curling does stop, but curling organizations don't yeah. stop. So yet. TSN is coming into town in July to do the tour of the bud. Ooh, but they already know the bud. Yeah. Well, they just want to walk through it again, make sure nothing's changed. Where's the truck going to park? Where are we going to have our booth with Vic? Now, you know, do we have the dehumidifier on order already? Uh, not yet. <laughs> Don't talk about a dehumidifier. Well, you're going to need it. I'm just asking if you Don't got it ready or not. We are not going to need it. It's going to be cold, and we will not need a dehumidifier. That's what we're hoping for. Okay. We're going to move winter a little longer. Are we? In 2023. Yeah, and is, okay. All right. And... Better have we, it on the truck ready. We're we're down to less than a hundred volunteers needed. So if you've thought you wanted to volunteer for the Briar, go get registered. Go to curling.ca events. Click on volunteers. You'll see Peter Inch and Associates, the volunteer sponsor. So if you want to ever have our logo on a piece of clothing that you own, that's how you do it. Cool. And then, uh, you know, less than 100 people to go. So by the end of the summer, we may be full with volunteers before Maybe curling season. we are going to be full. We're opens gonna be, up. Yeah, we're going to be yeah. full. Yep, tickets are going very well. You know, it, there is a little lull in the summer, but they are going very well. We're happy with that. Cool. So now we're just picking bands for the patch and, and all the you, fun thank stuff. thank you for verifying that I did actually become a volunteer yeah. with, with the category I wanted. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank well, you for not changing that. I tried. Did you? Yeah, but I was overruled. Thank you. Who <laughs> so, overruled you? Marcy. She overruled me. She said, no, no, he put down this. I said, no, no, he wants outdoor no, rink. He, he made a mistake. doesn't want outdoor rink, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when we're not on the radio, you can reach us at 226-499-3752 or always online at peterinch.ca. To listen to this show or any of the shows, go to peterinch.ca, 
hit our podcast button at the top of the homepage. As we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard. Buy from inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week.